Hello, everyone. This is your host, Hemang Shah. It's Innovation Sports Live. Today, we talk about Crash Course. It's a VR HD video interactive curriculum by TeachAids. It helps athletes, parents, and coaches alike to better understand and evaluate concussions on and off the field. Crash Course offers certification in concussion knowledge and is partnered with 22 Olympic national governing bodies, Pop Warner Football, and more. Crash Course is a true leader in nonprofit global education innovation. Today, we have its founder CEO, Dr. Pia Sarkar, joining us. We will dig into the product offerings and the education design behind the product that makes it different. So welcome, Dr. Pia. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy. I've, I've heard different parts of your show, and it's really incredible the work you do. Thank you so much. I'm honored to hear that. Uh, now, I first about, heard about concussion you know, when I was watching football, NFL. Really, what I understood was probably a, a knock to the head, but I don't think that's a proper definition. So let me turn it over to you and ask, what is a concussion? That's a great place to start. So sure, I'm happy to answer that. Um, according to the US Center for Disease Control Prevention, uh, a concussion, it's, it's a type of traumatic brain injury and often people call it a TBI. Uh, it's caused by a bump or a blow or a jolt to your head uh, or even a hit to your body uh, that causes the head and brain to move rapidly back and forth. It's a sudden movement that can cause the brain to bounce around and twist in the skull, creating chemical reactions or chemical changes in the brain and sometimes stretching and damaging brain cells. Wow. Uh, so it, it sounds scary, but let's get into the reasons uh, why concussion is significant. Sure, that's a that's a great question too. So, well, you know, some medical experts may describe a concussion as a mild traumatic brain injury, so an MTBI, and that's because a concussion it's not usually life threatening. That said. The CDC states that the effects of a concussion, that it can be serious, as you just said. Um, research from a number of studies show that too many athletes, they don't report their concussion symptoms, either because they don't understand that their symptoms may be related to a concussion, or even more importantly, they feel pressure not to report because they don't want to leave a competition. Uh, many of them are not removed from playing and they continue to play with these concussive symptoms and others return to play way too quickly, um, which may be may increase their chances of getting another concussion or related injury. Uh, many of our medical experts repeatedly say, and I love to, to say this, is that you can replace your knee, your heart, your lungs, your kidney, um, but you can't replace your brain. And so it's important to report when you've had a brain injury so you can get that immediate treatment and support that you or a loved one may need. Wow. So I want to dig into a couple of aspects. You know, you uh -huh. mentioned athletes and uh -huh. also, I guess, really hits or, or jolts the, to the brain. Right. Now, this should be across sports, right? Like, is there an age group which is more susceptible to it? Or mm -hmm. is there a sport, you know, where you would have more or less concussions? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, you had mentioned the NFL. Uh, in the U.S., American football is a prime contributor followed closely by soccer. In Canada, for instance, hockey is a common contributor. In Australia and New Zealand, rugby has many concussions. And in India, we've got cricket, which has many concussions as well. Um, according to sports health, young people under the age of 24 or those um, over 75 are at the greatest risk for a concussion. And in fact, children under 14 account for nearly half a million emergency room visits for a concussion. Also, uh, many studies have demonstrated that female athletes report more concussions and more severe symptoms than their male counterparts playing the same sport. So you're right on. Oh, it's interesting. Now, I, I think it just triggered a, a thought that in my everyday walk of life, let's mm -hmm. say if I fell down, uh, fell down the stairs and mm -hmm. I hit my head, that would be a topic of conversation you know, with mm -hmm. my family that right. everyone would know about it. There would be people preaching me what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. However, if the same thing happens, you know, while I'm playing sports, it's almost seen as, hey, knock it off. You know, you have to be mm -hmm. like a tough cookie. It happens. Mm -hmm. So how big is the stigma factor, especially when it comes to sports? Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, there's definitely stigma associated with concussions, reporting concussions. So in the U.S., there are more than 3 million sport and recreation-related concussions annually. And most of these athletes, they don't report, leading to further injury. They don't want to lose their scholarship, or they don't want to lose their starting position, or they don't want to let their teammates down or let their family down. And you present an important distinction. Um, in our conversations, there is less embarrassment if a person experiences a concussion because of, say, a car accident or a fall, as you said, versus getting hurt while playing a sport. It's that tough it out culture which makes it difficult. Um, but more and more coaches, parents, athletes are recognizing that brain injuries are they're different from other kinds of injuries. And you know, reporting often and reporting when you need to and reporting when you get hurt is very, very important. Um, and that's where education can play a key role. Interesting. Can you also talk a bit more about how does it affect uh, the person who's, who's concussed, uh, you know, from both their sporting life and their non-sporting activity, like maybe uh, in the classroom, right? Since they're students, like how does it affect them there? Yeah, so again, I'm not a medical expert, so I feel like that would be a really good question for a medical expert, but from everything we hear from our medical experts as well as psychologists and the kids, um, it's really important to have a good plan of action for these kids once they've been concussed for what's happening in school. And so uh, it's important for their teachers to know, obviously for their parents to know, and for them to come up with a regimen that works for them. So reading is often difficult, concentrating is difficult, seeing things from afar is difficult, there's sound sensitivity, light sensitivity, and that's exactly why it's extremely important that you um, ensure that this kid is able to report and does report and not just a kid anyone who gets hurt so that they can take care of themselves and get that proper regiment to heal them so that they can go back to school properly and do their homework in a way that's helpful for them and their friends and their teachers and everyone understands that this is indeed a real injury and it must be treated as such
So I'm sold on the on the awareness, right? And why it's so important to know. Uh, but the other side of that gap is educating those people, uh -huh. right? educating the, as you said, the teachers, the students. Right. How do we go about that? Sure. Uh, you know, like with any other health subject, it's important to understand the science behind the issue to best educate yourself and your loved ones. So over the years, our team has worked with a myriad of interdisciplinary experts, and that ranges from medicine and health policy, communications, of course, sports and education experts to develop uh, research-based impactful education, which is all made available free of charge. So our education products can be found on our website, again, for free. It's at crashcourse.teachaids.org. Terrific. And, and who really needs this education, right? Uh -huh. Because the students are of a varied age, right? I, I can imagine yeah. a five or six-year-old may not really jump, you know, to learning that. Uh, mm -hmm. But the teachers seem like a logical point, the, the coaches likewise. But, uh -huh. you know, can you talk a bit more about who really needs to be, be more educated about this? Sure. You know, honestly, everyone. It's, it's everyone that you just noted. Anyone can experience a concussion and anyone can help someone who's experienced a concussion. So it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms. And of course, the teachers and coaches and parents, all of them must be educated. But it's extremely important to educate the athletes as well, because oftentimes they know when they got hurt or their friends know and see the symptoms. And so if they themselves can't recognize it in themselves and each other, um, we're just doing, you know, injustice in society. We have to make sure every person is armed with this critical information so everyone can help each other. Interesting. So I see the, the requirement for having a course. So uh, let, let's probably switch some gears and talk about the course development. Right? Sure. So how did you develop Crash Course? And I found the name to be quite captivating. It's quite interesting. <laughs> Sure, I can tell you about that too. So it's been an incredible experience. Um, we brought together a community of scientists and experts, but the most important ingredient was bringing the young people together with the scientists and experts. And together they reimagined what concussion education could look like, because again, it needed to speak to all different audiences and especially the people that were getting uh, injured, the young athletes. So our first product, it addressed uh, American football, which was getting all the press at the time. And as you said, we called it Crash Course Football. It was an uh, interactive video, also in virtual reality. It took two years of formal uh, IRB approved research at Stanford to develop. And um, we were very excited that after we developed it and launched it, it was widely accepted and embraced by the youth football community here. So that includes Pop Warner and USA Football and American Youth Football. They all instituted it across you know, the spectrum of their communities. Um, but as soon as it launched, it became very quickly apparent that this was not just an American football problem, that it's a problem across multiple, multiple sports out there. And so we started working with the education director at the U.S. Olympic Committee, discussing making additional education productions. Uh, and interestingly, our first partnership was with USA Artistic Swimming, and some people call it uh, synchronized swimming. Um, where there's a, a number of concussions underwater that take place. And from there, we have now 23 other U.S. national sports governing bodies that have joined us. So USA Baseball and hockey, soccer, gymnastics, wrestling, 
you know, ski and snowboard, water skiing, mean, you name it, and they're they're a part of our team. And we're now all working together to build impactful and compelling education programs as a united force because it's really everyone's problem. Uh, it was a great question about the name crash course. It was coined by uh, my students in my class. Uh, in total, I had five classes I taught at Stanford working on different aspects of building this concussion education. Um, they were students from education and medicine, technology, human biology, all over the spectrum. And many of them were actually athletes that were much, much bigger than me when they walked into the classroom. It was really fun to have them. Uh, and they brainstormed and tested a number of different names. But in the end, um, they liked the pun and the meaning associated with the name Crash Course. And so that one really stuck. Oh, I love that. I love that, uh, you know, the students, The one of the target audience or the target customers, if I may call them, brainstormed and suggested the name. I just love that idea. You and know, it's, I was going to say, it was really funny. So, you know, it's great when you can get students to come to a class and study. Um, the one thing that they told me after the class was over was that they wished that they had more class. And so we actually had classes on Saturdays as well, where they would come in. And I think, you know, it's just so important that the students are involved with something that they know is going to impact a younger version of themselves and make learning fun. And that's exactly what they did in the course for other, other people. That's so cool to hear. I mean, uh, so if you can talk a bit more about what led to the different innovations. So I'm, I'm asking this, you know, let's say from a teaching aspect, like, mm -hmm. you know, because you have an element of people who have to teach the learner and also, you know, a bit more about the course design, like how was it designed so that, you know, as, you know, I guess that their interest, their attention must be held, you know, while mm -hmm. they're consuming this content. Sure, I'm, I'm happy to share about the products and about the, some of those design elements. So I was telling you that our first product is called uh, Crash Course Football. So that's a 12 minute video production and it includes several key elements as you were talking about with the design aspects. So to start the video, it uses a story driven format. Um, with the learner at the center of the educational experience, that was really important. And so we placed that learner in a simulation of a real life uh, high stakes sports scenario simulating an actual game. And then in the course of the game, the learner suffers a concussion. Um, and then it turns into this choose your own adventure style approach and the learner must decide uh, between a moral dilemma. So do they want to continue playing the game or do they wanna remove themselves? And each decision then leads them down a different path in the education module to reflect the consequences, both positive as well as negative of that decision. Um, but no matter which path you take, the educational content presented within both paths are, are identical. Um, and then throughout the production, we experience the scenes from both the eyes of the concussed individual, as well as from the perspective of those watching the person sustaining the concussion, because we're trying to build empathy um, for people who have experienced it, obviously they, they have empathy for themselves as well as others, but also for the people who haven't experienced a concussion and we're trying to help them understand how important this injury is. So in the end, we created both video and virtual reality versions of the of Crash Course to enhance the learning experience. 
And for those who can access a VR headset, it's always interesting to watch them experience, quote, experience a concussion in that simulated environment because they usually jolt as soon as they get that concussive hit for the first time and, um, and they can actually hear and, and you know, feel, I suppose, um, those symptoms um, that are associated with the injury. And then the second product, it's called the Brain Fly-Through. And that one's in VR as well as, as a video. And we partnered with Stanford's Neurosurgical Simulation and VR Virtual Reality Center. So that one is an actual fly-through of the human brain showing blood vessels and your nervous system and to help you visualize this, you know, quote, invisible injury and appreciate the complexity and fragility of the brain. And that one is narrated by the world mountain biking champion, Kate Courtney, which most people don't know was a student in my global health class um, before she was the world champion. And she actually was an intern for Crash Course and helped build it. And so once she went on to become world champion, it was incredible to have her back narrating this. Um, and then the final product was launched just this year. It's called Concussion Story Wall. Um, and that's an interactive database. It's got more than 750 individuals that are sharing 4,000 personal video stories on how the injury occurred and the symptoms experienced and personal insights from those who've been injured. And it's meant to be a comprehensive mental health resource, which is very, very important as it's come up so much, uh, you know, um, currently, um, but it's a resource for athletes and parents and coaches, officials, teachers, even military veterans that are in that production. I mean, I'm honestly a bit uh, speechless right now, just because, uh, you know, everything that you read about from an innovation perspective, I, I think you've adopted each and everything, right? Whether it is storytelling, uh, I love to teach about uh, design thinking. And of course, Stanford B School is one of the primary sources for that material. And, you know, everything that you said walks one through the path of, hey, here's empathy, here's what we focused on, a defined problem statement. You ideated with your students, you tested those. Uh, and then now your students are your ambassadors, meaning you're just, hitting each and everything. So from an innovation perspective, I would just love to dig into this a bit more and uh, I'll probably talk about it you know, later on in some follow-on series, but you know, really amazing it's work. Been, it's been an incredible, incredible experience. And honestly, the people that we've worked with have been incredible. That last product I was telling you about that we released this year, it was during the pandemic and we had over 1500 volunteers that worked on it and people from all over the world and all of it was on Zoom. <laughs> it was just really inspiring to see people come together, use their talents, use their expertise and take their passion and work together. And so many of these people, the majority of them have never met each other in person. Um, and yet they were able to build this incredible product that's now being used by people everywhere. It's, we're, it's, it's an amazing team. Well, kudos and congratulations. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's something Thank else you. which I which I want to, again, if you can expand on <laughs> this a bit, this was not an easy product to create, right? Because you have you have varied perspectives. You know, there are okay. the medical experts who know, I guess, any and everything about concussions and how it affects our health. Uh -huh. You have the sports people. And again, every sports person, even in a single sport, such as NFL, you have players of different sizes, different positions. So all their experiences are different. 
And then you have the course creators, maybe someone like you who's, who's let's say, not the sports person, but who's approaching it from your own unique perspective. Okay. So working with all these different sets of people, all their energies, and then bringing them all together to okay. distill this knowledge to a lay person. Like, how do you go about, about that? It's, you know, our goal at the very end is to make things as simple as possible. And you're right, that's the hardest part. Uh, the best part of this project has been collaborating with this diverse array of incredible stakeholders who all, they all care about helping people around brain injuries. Um, but you're right, uh, there are a number of strategies that can be used to translate that academic knowledge into compelling education. And the key is intense user-informed research and testing to ensure your audience is learning and that they're engaged. Um, for our, uh, I can give you a few examples of our approaches that we relied on. Um, so in particular, the use of uh, simple analogies to explain complex scientific concepts. So uh, we would work with the doctors to understand what needed to be communicated, but then we would work with the young people to figure out how to translate those complicated concepts into something simple and understandable in their everyday, you know, uh, what, what they see. So in our crash course production, for instance, um, we compare the axon connections in your brain to highways. Um, information travels along these axons in your brain like cars do on a highway. And we go on to explain what happens when a concussion takes place in your brain, continuing with that concept. Um, the other one that you mentioned um, as well was that using the story-driven approach to help the student learn. So this way you're not memorizing a list of unrelated facts, which we, again, we would get from the medical experts and scientific experts of things that, that um, learners needed to know. But you won't remember if, if it's just a list of facts or a list of do's and don'ts. Um, but if you listen to it in a narrative, then you know where to place those facts and how it relates to your life or how it relates to your loved one's life. Um, and, and finally, one of the most important pieces was using trusted voices. So to communicate those key education messages. Um, in this case, we used older, more experienced athletes talking to younger athletes and this near peer approach to learning. It's been extremely effective in our context in particular. Again, there is so much to, to learn from both how do you innovate a product and how you communicate you know, about it. Uh, much to learn from you, Dr. Pia. Uh, I think I'd have to ask you, how can we help? How can, I guess, the community, which is not so much aware about concussions, how can we help spread the word? Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. Um, you know, you are already helping. <laughs> so anything we can do to share this information would be incredible. Um, we're excited and honored that we're partnered with 23 of the U.S. Olympic Committee governing sports governing bodies and the Brain Injury Association of America and the National Council of Youth Sports, which serves 60 million youth um, 14 years and under. Um, the main thing is distributing this information through our, our partnerships is going to be key um, through any avenue is going to be key. And with these, partic these particular uh, partnerships, we expect to reach about 100 million youth, parents, um, trainers, coaches in the next five years. Uh, but honestly, we all have access to different communities to share the knowledge. So anything that we can do to spread it further would be incredible. Um, and I personally wanted to thank you for everything you're doing, um, both to try to share education on this topic, but also all the education that you spread through the kinds of interviews that you do. 
Uh, it's really inspirational to watch you follow your passion and to educate everyone along the way. So thank you for your work. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm sure we can keep our conversation going on for a much longer time, but I don't want to hold you up any further than this. This is a fascinating course. Thank you so much to you and your entire team for developing Crash Course. I wish you all the best and we'll try to help in any way that we can. Thank, thank you. you so thank you for thank you for sharing our story.